This is Norm Holy from WFHB, and today I'm interviewing Nicholas Zirganis. He's a scientist at SPIA. He's going to talk about excess emissions from coal-fired plants, what it costs the public. Thank you, Norm. So the paper that you mentioned is some work that I did with colleagues from the School of Public and Environmental Affairs, David Koninsky and Alex Hollingsworth. So we looked at a specific type of emissions. The name is excess emissions, sometimes referred to as upset emissions. These are emissions of pollutants from industrial facilities that go above and beyond the permitted level of the facility. So each facility has a specific permit that regulates the amount of pollutants it can release in a particular year. Those limits are determined by the state environmental agencies. When a facility's emissions levels exceed those permits, and usually this happens during periods of startups or shutdowns or malfunctions, sometimes even during scheduled maintenance, then those emissions are called excess emissions. And by definition, they are considered violations under the Clean Air Act. And just a, a clarification, our study looked at excess emissions across all industrial facilities in Texas, not just power plants, but across all types of facilities, such as refineries, industrial organic chemical facilities, oil and gas fields, uh, all sorts of industrial facilities. So what we found is that those emissions are very frequent. Those kinds of excess emissions happen almost on a daily basis. They are more excessive in, in times of natural disasters. We, in the paper, we give the example of Hurricane Harvey in August of last year, where due to the hurricane, many facilities in the state of Texas had to shut down before the hurricane and then start up again after storms subsided. And because of those startups and shutdowns, we had about 2,000 tons of pollutants emitted into the atmosphere from all facilities in Texas. Apart from those extreme weather events, we see those kinds of excess emissions happening during routine operations of facilities. Texas is one of the few states in the country, along with Louisiana and Oklahoma, that keep detailed and comprehensive records of those excess emissions and make the information available to the public. What happens in Texas is that anytime any facility in the state has an excess emission event, it is required within 24 hours to notify the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, the TCEQ, the state environmental agency, required to inform the TCEQ on when the event started and give an estimate of the amount of pollutants that were emitted in the atmosphere and which pollutants exactly were emitted and also what kind of actions the facility is taking to mitigate this event. Upon receipt of that information, the TCEQ, the, the Texas Environmental Agency, puts that information on its website, making it immediately available to the public. And then the facility has two weeks to provide an updated final report, sometimes revising the information it originally submitted. And again, that also becomes available to the public. So we obtained all of that information starting in 2002 from the Texas Commission and analyzed that data and were able to gain a good understanding of which facilities were primarily responsible for excess emissions, how often those emissions occur, and their magnitude. And what we saw is that while those emissions are very frequent, the majority of them emit small amounts of pollutants. So the median event would release less than a ton of a particular pollutant. Events in the top of the distribution, let's say the top 5% of those excess emissions events, that can release large amounts of pollutants. And I'll give one specific example. In 2003, a power outage in a refinery in Port Arthur, in Texas, due to a lightning strike, several pollution control devices go offline. The facility emits 
within 56 hours, 1,200 tons of sulfur dioxide emissions. That's, that amount was twice the amount the facility released during the entire year from its routine operation. So we can see that within a very short period of time, and again, that's a sort of a, makes the point that those emissions, those types of emissions can have large magnitudes, can release large amounts of pollutants within short periods of time. And in some cases, those excess emissions are truly unavoidable, meaning that they are a result of something that could be considered as beyond the capacity of a facility to control. But in other cases, they are attributed to poor maintenance operations. They are attributed to human error. And that's when the TCQ, the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, comes in and investigates those excess emissions and assigns monetary penalties or takes other kinds of enforcement actions against those facilities. So Texas has a very thorough framework on how they deal with those emissions that other states have as well. However, this is a very policy salient issue for the following reason. For many years, those kinds of excess emissions had, to some extent, fallen outside of the regulatory framework of the Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, meaning that every state was required, because of the Clean Air Act, the main law regulating air quality in the U.S. So because of the Clean Air Act, they were, state environmental agencies were required to develop rules and regulations in order to try to minimize excess emissions from their facility. For many years, many states had interstate environmental rules, language that would exempt facilities from being penalized in the event of excess emissions. Technically, those state rules were not in compliance with the Clean Air Act for many years. And for many years, the EPA was not able, either due to resource constraint, they didn't have the time, they didn't have the regulatory manpower available to push states towards compliance. That changed in 2011 when the Sierra Club filed a lawsuit suing the EPA and saying that, look, we have all those state regulations that violate the Clean Air Act, the EPA should do something about it. The agency, responding to that lawsuit in 2015, released a final action calling on 36 states to revise specific parts of their state environmental rules in order to bring the language that was targeted towards regulating excess emissions into compliance with the Clean Air Act. Currently, states are in the process of revising their state rules, responding to EPA's action in 2015 in order to eliminate some of those automatic exemptions that I mentioned earlier that any time an excess emission event occurred, as long as the facility could demonstrate that this was indeed outside of its capacity to control, there would be no enforcement action. So this is a timely issue from a policy perspective because things are changing as we speak. Now, under the Trump administration, of course, the EPA has been pretty much gutted. So what's happened in this area with the EPA since Trump assumed the presidency? Uh, so I think the status right now is that I'm not exactly clear on the details. I think there was a lawsuit on the uh, D.C. Circuit Court pertaining to one case of those excess emissions. In response, the EPA requested that this lawsuit would be stayed because it would reevaluate 2015 action, asking states to revise their state environmental laws. So the EPA is now considering whether to change its stance on its request to ask states to bring their language, their regulatory language, into compliance with the Clean Air Act. So there is some uncertainty on how this is going to play out with the change in the administration since 2017. Very interesting. Yeah. I've been speaking with Dr. Nicolos Ziraganis of SPIA. Your comments are very helpful. Thank you very much for the interview. Thank you.